137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to a special episode of Pixelated Paranormal. And right now, we're actually, uh, we're not going to be doing part two of the Thieves in the Night series uh, on this episode, mainly because Presto and I just don't have time between uh, now and the upcoming uh, trip to Omaha for the Rock Your Beard Off Beard Mustache competition up there with the uh, Omaha Facial Hair Society and Big Dobbs and everybody. We're going to, we're going to have a surprise that we're going to do the night before. I don't know if we actually told mm-hmm. the listeners about that yet. Well, I don't know that we can yet, but uh, after the fact, we'll be yeah, able to. Yeah, we got, some, we got <laughs> something in the can uh, special. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, we don't have time to really uh, finish up the research we need between now, well, hell, between last week and tonight yeah. to record this. So we're going to do another one of the old uh, pit stops. And pit stop episodes are basically where we have nothing to talk about or haven't had enough time to research. Yeah. And we just talk about other random stuff. Could be news, could be uh, useful babble, useless babble, in yeah. fact. Could be s- but, some, um, some random story that I have no idea how to fit into a show. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll do it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the side cuts, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the episode uh, tonight is going to be pretty special because we are recording on – uh, April 7th on Sunday evening, and it's a special evening because, number one, it is Jackie Chan's birthday. Happy birthday, Jackie Chan. Isn't that yeah. your anniversary then? It is oh. of sorts, yeah. Uh, 19 years ago today, I asked Shayla to be my girlfriend. Oh, So, yeah, we've been together for 19 years. Whoop, whoop. Boy. And then on top of that, according to Twitter, it is National Beer Day. And so we want to do a special episode tonight. Yeah, cheers. What are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Boulevard's uh, Bully Porter um, in lieu of the uh, three bully dogs that I own. So, <laughs> right. Hell yeah. Cheers to that. I'm drinking a Rogue Brewing Rhubarb Schmoobarb, which is a strawberry and rhubarb. I think it's like a sour or just an ale. Mm. And it's pretty just okay. Yeah. I've uh, I've had much worse. <laughs> I've had a lot better, but I've had much worse. So, hell yeah. But yeah, so today is National Beer Day, so we thought we'd jump on and do a little shorter of a show uh, about beer. And if you're not into beer and you think to yourself, this is not really my jam, we will not look at you. Uh, we, won't, we won't look down on you if you decide to jump off and not finish this episode out because we're going to work a little paranormal into it here and there, but it's going to be a lot about, you know, beer, some beer facts, some stuff in the news about beer. Oh, me editing out that burp. And, um, (laughs) you know, we might bring it back around to some paranormal stuff, but primarily it's going to be fun and interesting and weird facts about beer. So feel free if this is not your thing, you know, go ahead and jump on out, catch us again. We'll be back on next week for our next episode of the thieves in the night series episode part two in that. So, but we hope you do stay cause we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And I think uh, it's going to be a good yeah, one. Like now that we're actually yeah. 91 episodes in and, uh, we've been doing this for like what, two, three years now. Mm, yeah, we're just shy of three years. Yeah, we're just years. shy of, like, uh, these, are, these episodes are actually coming together better 
and they're more, more coherent. Mm. And, uh, I mean, if I do, <laughs> do say so myself, uh, they're, they're grade a, uh, kick ass, you know, podcast. So there's worse podcasts <laughs> yeah, out there. There's way worse podcasts <laughs> out there. Trust me. I've listened to them. So, right. Right. And, uh, something else kind of cool that we're doing this episode also is going to be a little bit of a, uh, I guess you say a tester or an experiment yeah. and Preston is working on uh, trying to see if we can live stream these episodes or at least do a, uh, an unedited video of this to post up on YouTube. So for all you, you might get those episodes, tinfoil hat, rabbit hole, Steven or uh, <laughs> Richard Jerome, uh, people out there, <laughs> Richard Jerome, tinfoil hats. Yeah. Something. You get to, you get a special yeah. cut of the show. If this works. So, yeah, it could be kind of fun. It could diminish uh, the return we get on YouTube, or I mean on, on iTunes, <laughs> <laughs> if people start going to YouTube for this. But yeah, we're hoping to uh, be able to video this and actually stream it on YouTube. So that way there's more of a um, a payoff to actually, you know, listen on YouTube yeah. or to watch on YouTube. So um and you get to see what uh, our recording spaces look like too. Mine <laughs> is the cross between a creepy library and... Uh, a greenhouse yeah. of sorts, and you can see my closet in the back, my sport coat. <laughs> I got party lights going on in the back, so. <laughs> right, yeah. Yours look like, kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese. Like, it looks like there's like a basketball goal in the back yeah. of that door. and Yeah. Hell yeah. Where a kid can be a kid. That's right. <laughs> and you guys will also be able to see how much I mess around with my beard while we record. Apparently it's going to be a lot. Hey, you kept the mustache. No, I left it on for right now, so I'm debating on do I want to ch- – I'd leave it on, dude. Curl yeah. it up. Because I was debating on do yeah. I want to chop it all the way off and just go full Abe Lincoln or do I want to leave this sleazy pirate stash for – I'd go sleazy pirate stash. Yeah. All right. That's what we're going <laughs> to roll like with. It. You look like a vampire and a pirate. I'd call you a vampire. <laughs> I like it. Arr, arr. <laughs> I like it. I I think if anybody can pull off that kind of cool, uh, you know, twisted, curled up mustache, it'd be yeah, you. Yeah, I try. Yeah, and it shows. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's get after it. So um, the first bit of news is not going to be about beer, but it's going to be about another vice. It's been said for many, many decades now that smoking can definitely kill you. And uh, as of now, vaping, God, you're such a douche. <laughs> Preston's just blowing mm. clouds right as we're recording. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say that vaping is under the same scrutiny and that the FDA has not come out and said that it's safe. They haven't come out and said that it's completely you know, detrimental to your health. But vaping may actually be more harmful than you think. And in this story, I'm going to prove to you guys that vaping can indeed kill you. (laughs) (laughs) So we all know that these vape shops are just popping up left and right like fucking dandelions across the cityscapes. But here in Wichita, we have a, uh, a chain of vape shops, and this is not a plug. They're called Big E's Vape Mm -hmm. or something to that effect. But the owner of biggies and some other vape shops across Kansas and Oklahoma has been arrested in a murder plot for potentially hiring a hitman to kill a formal a formal former employee and girlfriend don't forget that oh i'll get to that oh, okay <laughs> the co-owner of more than a dozen vape shops in Kansas and Oklahoma has recently been arrested in a plot to kill a former employee and her boyfriend 
According to an affidavit, 69-year-old Vernon Brock attempted to hire a hitman from Harper, Kansas, to commit murders in Oklahoma City, so says the affidavit. It says that he was upset with a former employee because she decided she no longer wanted to have a sexual relationship with him. So he thought, what better way to punish her than drive to Harper, Kansas, pay some dude five grand, and have him kill the girl and her boyfriend, all because this guy's a skeezy douchebag and the lady doesn't want to have intercourse with him anymore. So apparently the business partner who he went to in Harper went to the FBI office in Wichita and turned him in. Well, now, this isn't clear. I don't know if it was the business partner who he went to or the business partner found out about the hit. So but any, at any rate. What I read, I read like a couple different articles on it. And the one that I read mm-hmm. said that his business partner is um, associated with the biker gang or is in a biker club, oh, okay. motorcycle club. Mm-hmm. So he just assumed by association that he would know somebody <laughs> who could perform the hit and uh, yeah. was going to pay him to pay them so that uh, it wouldn't get traced back to him. So he was giving oh. him a a check from the, the the company, so Big E's vape company, um, with the on the memo for a loan, so he could cast the check for the loan and then pay the hitman mm. five thousand dollars. Now the article that I read said that he didn't want to kill the the ex girlfriend. He actually just wanted to rough her up, but then to shoot the the boyfriend in front of her so that she would get the message loud and clear that uh, she does, in fact, need to come back to Big Papa. So, Wow. What a (laughs) douchebag. Well, if he is found guilty, he'll be looking at uh, potentially 10 years in prison and a fine of $250,000 as well as... Yeah, three years of suspended release, yeah. uh, supervised release if he gets out. And the guy's already gone to prison for 18 months for three convictions of mail fraud back in like 1996. So, And, you know, the best part about yeah. this story was on Facebook, like all the comments. And was one of them was that you think that they should make a flavor called the Hitman. And then my oh, my other favorite one was from another company here in Wichita called Puffs. And they wrote on their uh, puffs, come into our Wichita shop where we where we guarantee that we won't not only kill you or our employees, and we have the best prices in town. I was just like, dude, that's that's yeah. fucking classic right there. Cool. Yeah. There's another one where it's like so-and-so's vaping are two commitments to customers. Number one, the most uh, quality vape juices at the lowest prices. Number two, we will not try to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> mm. What the hell? Yeah, and I, I like Steve's comment to us. He looks like a dollar store version of Ermin Trow from uh, <laughs> Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. No. <laughs> uh, well, from vaping to our first booze-related story, we're going to flip the switch on the old wives' tale that beer is bad for you because there's a guy in Ohio who's using beer to help himself lose weight and get back in shape during Lent. Hell yeah. Yeah, boy, usually people give up stuff like vices for Lent, especially beer, but this guy is actually using beer to help him lose weight. This gentleman here whose name I just lost. How in the sweet hell? Oh, sorry. Del Hall from Ohio said back in February, 
he will be doing nothing but drinking beer for the 46 days of Lent. He will give up food and everything else and just simply drink beer and water as well for 46 days. He says he will have an assortment of beer for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hall says he's Hall. Whoops. Hall says he's following the lead of monks from the 1600s who had fast during the season by a Bach beer diet. And he said it makes sense because beer essentially is kind of like liquid bread. It's just full of, you know, carbs. Yeah, especially the shit <laughs> so that we drink. the same thing. So. Oh, yeah, buddy. The darker, the yeah. better. Yep. He said their liquid diet would be beer. Basically, it would sustain them through 46 days of Lent. He said he will be documenting this on social media and also will be tracking his weight. He said he has the same game plan as the monk and wants to see if he can prove to himself it's possible. He says, quote, I am an army veteran. I was number one in my class in the army. I've run a full marathon before 2.6 miles. I've done big challenges, but this seems very daunting. And so I'm just curious if I'm up for the challenge, if I'm going to be able to do it or not. He says he will also be drinking water during this challenge as well, and he will be checking in regularly with a doctor to keep things monitored. And if you listen closely, you can hear my dog snoring in the background. Thanks, Tucker. <laughs> um, so what do you think, dude? Is that possible? You know more than I do because you're the, the resident historian. Did monks really do yeah. that? Yeah. That's why uh, in uh, <laughs> well in Germany, and so that that's uh-huh. why uh, there is a actual recipe called like monks yeah. brew, uh, which is like uh-huh. a red uh, Bavarian ale. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to make it one time, and I did, had no idea what the fuck went wrong. But it it smelled like you know like when you go to like Walmart, Lowe's, or Home Depot during like springtime when they're just now putting out like the fertilizers, like weed be gone and, and all that. Yeah. My beer tasted like how that aisle smells in those stores. Like it, you should, it should have been Ooh. renamed Preston's Weed Killer because it tasted so bad. I don't know what I did wrong. Maybe that's how it's supposed to taste, and I did it right, and uh, that's what they sustained on. But uh, that is a thing. So monks really did do that. So if beer isn't cool enough because it can help you lose weight, there's also another really really cool thing that you can do with beer now. Apparently, you've been able to do it for a long time, but we'll get to that in a minute. The brewery known as Dogfish Head has teamed up with Kodak to make a beer that you can both drink and also use to to develop your Super 8 camera film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you and I talked about it a little bit um, a a couple days ago or a week ago or whatever, but... It says on Mental Floss and countless other articles, as digital technology has advanced and smartphones have become, you know, ubiquitous, that's a $10 word, the Super 8 movie camera of the 1960s, 70s, and 80s has practically disappeared. So Dogfish Head and Kodak are collaborating on a product that will make the format a lot more convenient for modern amateur filmmakers. So you can still get Super 8 cameras. Mm-hmm. You can still get the film. It's just hard to find somewhere that will actually do your um, your processing of your film. So what's really interesting here is Dogfish Head has decided that they're going to uh, bring back. Oh, hang on a second. Rob just texted me. Dogfish Head is going to do something they heard about um, from back in the 70s and 80s. They're going to make a beer you can use to develop your film. 
And they said it's not the first time it's been done before. Beer has actually been used, you know, decades ago. Certain beers with high acidity contents and vitamin C content mm-hmm. can actually be used to develop old-fashioned film. And following this conversation, they decided to join up with Dogfish Head. Uh, damn. They decided to join up with Kodak and create a very special beer for that purpose. The new beer called Super 8 is a sour German-style wheat beer, 5.3 alcohol content with key ingredients, blackberry, boysenberry, elderberry, raspberry, kiwi, mango, prickly pear, quinoa, and Hawaiian sea salt. Man, that's a lot of flavors, Holy isn't it? Holy shit. Yeah, it sounds delicious. with them berries. And they say it has a slightly... <laughs> has a slightly tart taste, pleasantly refreshing finish, as well as delicious flavors of multiple berries and also a hint of watermelon. And it says if imbibers can resist drinking all of it, they can use some to develop home movies. And apparently, um, I'm going to try to put a link to this uh, on our next post. There is a video they shot and developed in their beer you can watch as well. Holy shit. And that was posted at the very beginning of April, so it should be hitting stores, I would think, rather soon. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, get some of that and try it out sooner rather than later. And I was kind of nervous, too, because when I read that, and something you kind of hinted at, too, it sounded like it was going to be something very, very caustic. Yeah. (laughs) Like drinking a bunch of chemicals. So that's actually a really cool uh, factoid is just the vitamin C and the acid yeah. content. That and I was, that. I was actually taught um, when developing like regular black, like 35 millimeter black and white film. Mm-hmm. Um, so the stop additive um, or the stop development that you add in after you actually put the developer in and everything, um, that yeah. chemical is super expensive and you can actually just use vinegar. Um, so whenever, uh, just household white vinegar, um, the acidity mm-hmm. in the vinegar will actually stop the production of the, the developer chemicals, um, for uh, black and white film. So there's actually a lot of household products that you can use, um, to develop and, you know, that process and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, there's a photographer I know who used to have a mobile lab set up back in the seventies and eighties where he just had a van and the back of it was just hollowed out with a bed and, you know, some uh, chair and whatnot. And he would go places and contract to do filming for, you know, different, uh, whether it was video or just actual um, photography. And when he got done, you know, they'd finish up, he'd go out to his van, he'd cook himself some food on a little hot plate. And then he would just sit there and develop his film in his van, you know, it was kind of a mobile, uh, dark room. So I don't know if he was using, I'll have to ask him if he was using beer back then or if he was just using chemicals, but pretty, uh, pretty rad nonetheless. Yeah. So. Well, we, uh, we wanted to kind of try to bring the paranormal into this a little bit. So Preston, what do you have for us as far as, you know, beer and paranormal yeah. uh, amalgams? So, uh, I'm actually bringing the, the listeners tonight, like a new segment. Cause we've been joking around the last couple ones that, uh, our new segment is going to be the Pixelated Paranormal Historic Hour. That's right, folks. I'm bringing <laughs> you all the historical facts you didn't know that you didn't want to know. Oh, I don't know if that sounds right, but maybe you didn't want to know. <laughs> so that's what's great about the potential for this video yeah. is I do a fair bit of editing, not a whole lot, but there are times we get tongue tied or get lost or a dog snores yeah. in the background and. 
<laughs> Nobody hears that. Yeah. In the buff, so to speak. All right. So tonight's episode is all about the beer and how uh, booze and the paranormal have a long, deep connecting relationship. So, for example, um, alcohol has been a long sim- symbol of um, divine importance in Western religions, such as Christianity, Catholicism, and Judaism, and has long been seen as a representation of beings beyond our existence. The Aztecs. So the Aztecs yeah. were well aware of the properties of alcohol known as octli or pelike. And it was necessary um, as a component of the worship of the lunar and terrestrial gods known as Sintzan and Totochitan. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but we're going to roll with it. It sounds good to me. Sounds good. Uh, to the ancient Egyptians, wine was an expensive commodity drunk by those who uh, could afford it, which wasn't many. And it was used in burial rites and traditions. Now, the consumption of alcohol in Egypt, which was primarily beer and wine, was most often associated with Osiris, the god of resurrection, as he was the god worshipped the most abundantly. Offerings of alcohol were made to Osiris at times of special events or occasions, with the belief that upon dying, as an individual travels to the afterlife, it was accompanied by the belief that one would take their possessions with them. And do you know what the most popular carry-on luggage to the interlife travelers were, Sean? Booze. Beer! And lots of it. <laughs> so, in modern spiritualism, alcohol is generally viewed as one of two things. A gateway substance which allows demonic possessions of the drinker, or it is a source of positive and negative energies surrounding multiple dimensions. In this new age theory, alcohol is believed to be the cause of our loss of control of our mind and intellect, which allows black energy or, you know, the satanic stuff to enter and wreck its black energy havoc. Possessions of the body become more likely and your inner self can become endangered. And these are the same people, Sean, that uh, say that porn, anger, drugs, tobacco, vaping, Weed smoking, cocaine, all of that, all the vices, <laughs> all of those open you up to demon possession. So life is meant to be one giant drag. Yeah, can't do any of that. So now in spirit of a booze-fueled episode, I thought I'd share a little poem with you guys, which is based on a classic one, which is about one of our favorite beers, the Stout, or better known... Oh as the pint of plain. If it's in the dark of night and the spooks are giving you a mighty fright, don't panic. Take a sip. And remember, Mm -hmm. a pint of plain is your only man. If the greys are trying to float you away, chug away those fears, my friend, and remember, a pint of plain is your only man. If you're out with your mates or on a date with the lass, remember, just one will do it or the devil will possess your ass. So raise that glass the pixelated paranormal way. And remember, dear friends, a pint of plain is your only man. Cheers. Mm-hmm. So what the hell's a pint of plain? That's what they call stout over in Ireland. They don't call it stout. So oh, when you, just a plain? Yeah, you walk up to a bar and you'd be like, uh, hello, give me a pint of plain, mate. Well, I guess that's... Are we chimney sweeps? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, God. 
Good That's day. Whatever your two only. Yeah. Good day, <laughs> sir. Two only impressions. Give me a pint of plate. <laughs> Cheerio. I really, you know, I suck at accents, but hey, that's what the, but that's what they call it. So they don't call it stout; they call it a pint of plain. Huh. Well, now you know. I know. Oh yeah. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> where do you go from there? Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Well, um, I want to try to keep things on a paranormal plane as well, and so I just simply googled paranormal and beer trying to find like stories of people who got drunk and got possessed or got drunk and saw ghosts. And then I realized that's not paranormal. That's just drunk. And then I did actually find a really cool story about a brewery called Atwater Brewing in Detroit. And I've never heard of Atwater. Have you heard of them before yourself? No, not at all. Okay, cool. So Atwater Brewing in Detroit has teamed up with Detroit's Detroit Paranormal Expeditions to create a very special beer called Hello from the Other Side. And there's a really, really cool story behind it. See, Atwater Brewing actually, I believe, was built inside of an old church that was made in 1936. And so according to the people who helped build the brewery and also from folks who actually went to church back when it was actually the Grace United, they said they had a lot of weird instances. Things moving on their own, hearing disenchanted voices, um, all sorts of weird paranormal activity. And so after the brewery had formed, a lot of the workers inside the brewery also said they uh, experienced some weird phenomenon as well. And so kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of half-serious, Atwater teamed up with Detroit's, uh, what do they call it, paranormal expeditions. And they decided to make a beer to help ward off potential evil spirits. Mm. So they've made this beer, and they brew it with sage. And sage is actually used to help what, Preston? Ward off evil spirits. Yeah, ward off evil spirits. That's what you call a cleansing. Mmm. I bet it probably cleanses your insides too, huh? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've had a couple beers with sage in it. It's not too bad if it's done right. But yeah, they said they heard strange noises while the church was being transformed into the brewery. Atwater and the park opened up in 2014. And a priest actually came and blessed the property shortly after. Now, what's kind of interesting too is to celebrate this event, this was a couple years back, on a Friday the 13th, The day before they released the beer, the paranormal investigation team came out and actually did a a ghost hunt. And they released some footage to a news channel. And it shows a really strange white shape flying through the air before quickly vanishing. So the paranormal team actually showed this to a lot of their other friends who were investigators and some psychics. And everybody kind of came with the uh, general consensus. This might have been some kind of angelic entity. That or an anomaly that was trapped in the church. So people like to think that maybe it was protecting the church and now protects the brewery. But either way, it's kind of a fun story behind Hello from the Other Side, a beer brewed with sage. And that got me thinking, Presto. Uh oh. Yeah. We should talk about some weird beard. Beard. <laughs> Damn it. Beard on the brain. We should talk about some weird beer. Yeah. So the first one, you know what? I misread my my notes because it is beard. It is beer. We're going to talk about the first beer on my list, Rogue's Beard Beer. And I think we may have talked about it before, 
But Rogue Ales, or Rogue Brewing, up in Newport, Oregon, a while back set out to find a local wild yeast to complement the locally sourced hops and grains they use in the beers they make. And basically, they just wanted to kind of, you know, increase the sustainability of their local environment. But they're having a hard time finding different yeasts they could use that would actually, you know, be sustained and actually be usable. So they got this really cool idea. And they decided that their head brewmaster, John Meyer, has been doing beer so much, brewing, drinking, everything else. I wonder if there's some, you know, some kind of yeast growing in his beard. So they plucked nine beard hairs from the brewmaster's beard, mm. ran it to an actual testing facility, and they discovered that, yes, there was a wild hybrid yeast strand growing in his beard. So isolating and cultivating this wild yeast strain of a bacteria, uh, while it was difficult, they were able to rediscover and then cultivate this hybrid yeast particle. And they say it could be a hybrid uh, runoff of what they use in-house called Pac-Man yeast. But nonetheless, it was a very unique beard yeast they were able to use to make a beard beer. And I don't think that you got – did you try it with us? Did you drink that with Eric and I? I think it was one night when we were in a hotel before a race we ran in Kansas City. But uh, I remember it being pretty good, actually, pretty fruity. Kind of a nice, light, uh, fruity beer, but – Yeah, I thought that was pretty sweet and a fun story. And then from there, it's a good jumping off point for some other really weird shit that I read about being in beer. Presto, how fond are you of mountain oysters? Oh, yeah, I've had those before. That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, I've eaten them. You've eaten them. They're pretty tasty as long as you don't hit one of those, you know, greasy juice pockets. Sometimes (laughs) they get filled up in the breading. (laughs) Yeah, you hope that that's uh, oil and not something else. (laughs) Right. Oh, three people just threw up while they're driving to work. <laughs> so in Wine Coop Brewing, Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout is a beer that they make. Really? Yeah. It started off as an April Fool's joke until a lot of people apparently started actually liking the idea of it. So Wine Coop actually made a beer brewed with mountain oysters. It offers it as an annual limited and, release, uh, so it's got a pretty decent fan base, but it's going to be pretty you know, short-term as far as how often you can get it. The beer is roasted with barley, seven specialty grains, golding hops, and bull testicles. <laughs> the, beer ha- <laughs> the beer has a 7.2 ABV and a nice meaty flavor. According to the best products, the Denver staple takes about six and a half hours to brew, is stored for three to four weeks before it can be served up. And then, of course, you can't buy it anywhere else but from their brewery. So, you know, good luck to you and I trying to get some of that ball beer for here. Yeah. But uh, perhaps. Meaty. That's that's kind of a weird description. I've never heard that in a beer before. Hey. Man, do you want to try my meaty beer? It's got, a, it's got a nice salty meat taste to it. What kind of notes do you get from that? Yeah. Well, you know, I get uh, blueberries. There's a little bit of maple in there and uh, meat. Yeah. It's got a nice meaty finish. It hits you right in the back of the throat. <laughs> it's got a nice amount of meat <laughs> right back by your mm. uvula. So I'm going to throw you off uh, off track real quick. Um, sure, sure. I don't think I saw this in the listed in the notes, but there's a company in England called Samuel Smith, and they 
bought an abbey um, that had um, sarcophaguses in it, and they pref- oh really they do open brew brewing as though like an open brewing process, and they've mm-hmm. brewed inside these sarcophaguses for over five hundred years, and they keep mm-hmm. reusing that same yeast over and over and over again, and and they yeah. make a fantastic organic chocolate stout um, that just will make your toes curl. You know, I've had that with you on my deck a few times with Eric yeah. and your brother. And you're right. It really, really is delicious. It is. And I, I don't know. Maybe those sarcophaguses had dead people in them. Maybe not. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd like to think after 500 years, all that bacteria from the dead dude's gone. <laughs> so, Or maybe that's what adds to those subtle notes. <laughs> it, could, it could very well maybe be. Maybe that's what the organic well, chocolate is. <laughs> It could be. It could very well be. Um, You know, I thought about it. I've actually had a meaty stout before. Yeah. Um, Chauncey, a friend of ours and listener of the show, Chauncey and I went to Norton's Brewing here in Wichita, and there was a beer called Piglet's Fire Ritual. Oh, I think you sent me a picture of that. And it is a – oh, God. It was was good. It was a smoked maple imperial stout – and it says uh, the list here of ingredients was 50% cherry wood smoked malt. Mm. Starts off this bacon-inspired extrav- extravaganza. Then the back-sweetening of maple syrup intermingles and dances off your buds. With a post up by a campfire, it is sure to hang out with your palate for days. Mm. Well, make it taste, And, dude, girl. it... You drank it, and it tasted like you just drank a really big swig of, like, a maple stout. And then took a giant bite out of like a smoked ham. <laughs> like the pork flavor was there. I tried to figure out like, do they just throw chunks of, you know, like honey ham <laughs> while they were steeping this or what? But it was almost like the Willy Wonka gumball when you drank this thing, dude. Cause you drank it. You're like, oh yeah, it's kind of, kind of malty, kind of smoky. Oh, there's the maple. Mm, that's great. And then you're like, what the fuck is that? Oh yeah. my God. It's like Canadian bacon. <laughs> it was, it was truly, truly delicious, but. Let's get back to brass balls here. That wasn't the only ball beer you can get, Presto. Ooh. There's a family-run Icelandic brewery called, I'm going to butcher this, Stegi? S-T-E-D-J-I? Stegi? Maybe. They've been making their own unique seasonal beers for a while now, and they have an all-natural sugar-free beer called... Uh, again, butchering this, Huvular, H-V-A-L-U-R, created back in ni- uh, 1912, in 2012, and it was made with whale testicles. <laughs> uh, whale testicles. <laughs> whale, that giant douchey mouthful of smoke is blue on your camera. It was pretty much, you know, a visual representation of your brain just now exploding. <laughs> Yeah, they brew it with not only whale testicles, presto, because that's not enough. Oh, man. They actually smoke it in sheep shit. Wow. The brew is not only made with whale testicles, but also smoked in sheep excrement. Each batch uses 15 to 18 pounds of testicles, so they're definitely not going to be skimping you on the flavor. <laughs> you know, there was that uh, – I can't think of the name of the, the company now because they don't make it anymore. 
it was a lim- limited run, but they actually uh-huh. brewed this chocolate beer and elephant shit. Um, and <laughs> I heard about yeah, that. I kind of missed out. I really wish I could have tried that, I guess. I mean, did you miss out really? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, can we order, you know, can we we order the this uh, whale, uh, whale nut cheap shit beer online? Is that a possibility? You know, we'll have to get with the guys over uh, on Maniverse podcast because they do pretty much all all beer on their podcast and uh, pro wrestling chat as well. But I'll have to check with uh, Evan and see if they've tried any of those before. But you know, I got to say, if we had a bottle of that and we were on the back deck during a Decapalooza, you and I and Jason and, and um, Eric, and if you guys drank it, I would drink it. Yeah, fuck, why not? Um, you know, that's not the first beer I've ever said, yeah, I'll drink it if you drink it. Um, you weren't at Craft Beer Fest with um, Eric and uh, our buddy Adam, um, but we went to Craft Beer Fest a few years ago, and they had this beer called Ghostface Killa. Ghostface Killa was only like a 5.2 ABV, but it was brewed with six different types of chili peppers. Um, it had ghost pepper, serranos, jalapenos, habaneros, uh, Fresno, and Anaheim peppers. I actually had that. I, the uh, Goble um, had that in their back cooler. Oh, God. And so uh-uh. when I made my custom six-pack one summer, um, Jason uh-uh. and I were cooking out on the deck for mom and dad, and <laughs> I drank that. Mm. And I can tell you, <laughs> listeners – that that tastes like chupacabra's dick. <laughs> like it was bad. <laughs> God, yeah. It's fucking brutal. So we went there and they give you like a little like four ounce tasting cup. And we all we all said, you know, all three of us said, yeah, let's all try it. So I took like a mouthful of it. And then I think uh, Adam and Eric only took like a small swig. And we were all like, holy fuck. Oh, God, that's bad. Yeah. And I tried to cowboy up and I chugged the rest of mine. And it was a terrible idea. And then the beauty of the craft beer fest was it had a high ticket price to kind of ward off just people that just wanted to just pound back beer. Yeah. And the secret was you could drink as much as you want for three hours. So we kept going around talking to the brewers, talking to the different breweries. And somehow or another, I got uh, I got into a bet whether or not I could drink a whole like two ounce swig of that stuff. And so I ended up drinking way too much Ghostface Killa. <laughs> and when Shayla came to pick me up, we decided to go to Ziggy's Pizza and get a taco pizza before we headed home. And we roll up and I'm just like, Oh God, I can't get out of the car. I'm going to be sick. And I said, you just go inside and get the pizza. I think I'm going to throw up. And so I rolled the window down and these two dudes, total bros just come up and they're flat bill hats and their white sunglasses and you know, they're brand new shoes. And they're standing right outside my car door, just bullshitting about this and bullshitting about that. And so I rolled the window down and I was like, hey, you guys need to move. I, uh, you guys got to move out of the way. And they're like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like, we got a right to be here, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of talked some shit and kept talking. So finally I was like, get the fuck out of the way. I swear I'm about to throw up. And they're like, yeah, whatever. All this shit. And I'm like, all right. And I lean out the window and just ralphed all over this dude's shoes. Like brand new kicks, and I just—I mean, three <laughs> hours worth of three hours worth of booze all over this guy's shoes. And they looked up, and he, he looked down at his shoes. And he's like, "What the fuck, you piece of shit!" And I'm like, "I fucking told you to move." <laughs> and I just start barfing again, and then they're just like, "Oh," and like scuttled off. But <laughs> yeah, it it, uh, it was pretty nice. I enjoyed that beer stain kicks. But yeah, that was my uh, my favorite story of how I puked on two douchebag shoes. <laughs> Yep. Well, because we're a podcast and we do not discriminate, I have to tell you about another special beer, Preston, that's not brewed 
with testicles. The vagina beer? But in, Well, a different vagina beer. Oh. We talked about the one that that college brewed up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They cultivated a yeast sample from a vagina and made a beer with the uh, yeast sample. There is a brewery in Poland in Warsaw called Order of Yoni. And they launched a beer, I believe self-titled, called the Order of Yoni. And it's made partially from, quote, the essence of a woman's vagina, better known as lactic acid bacteria. Uh, you know, somebody who's really good with the the power of the yoni is Amanda Noel on YouTube. And for those of you Nobody who don't know who what yoni is, is maybe they do. Yeah, I'm just going to – that's basically what we call pussy cream or pussy juice. So You could have said – you know, vaginal yeast, Preston. No, we're just going to go full Amanda Noel. Oh. <laughs> Call it like it is. <laughs> yeah, I think she calls it the pussy power, actually. Yeah. I don't think she calls it a cream, Preston. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Order of Yoni makes a beer brewed with a Czech supermodel saying she is one of the most beautiful uh, women in the world. And she is kind of like what they consider to be the the prime uh, specimen and so they figure she's powerful, she has been successful, she's pretty. So all those things is being brewed into a beer, which captures the true essence of a woman. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's only in Europe, so of course we can't try it here in the, the States yet, to my knowledge. But uh, I feel like I'm miss, yeah, missing another beer. out. I can't have whale testicle sheep shit. I can't have elfin shit. <laughs> Check vagina beer. Like, uh, what's, what's, what's going wrong, America? Yeah, we're stuck with chili pepper beer. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Hashtag. I was going to say Marika, but I hate when people say that shit. So never I mind. think I'm going to brew chili pepper beer and call it Chupacabra's dick and see how many people bite. <laughs> Are you going to use some of your vaginal yeast in it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hire, call it the fiery Texas tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> Mm. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on this episode. I know it's not you know cram packed full of the normal stuff we talk about, but like I said before, it's partly because uh, we didn't have time to record the episode like we wanted to because we got to do some more uh, research and it would have just been incomplete. And also, we want to see if this is going to work so we can post this on the YouTube's. Yeah. So there you go. Well, Presto, what do you want to plug, buddy? So as always, if you need a beard, want a beard, want to grow a beard that uh, can cultivate his own, you know, beer yeast, check out BigDobsBeardMom.com because Big Dobbs <laughs> has classic. He's got, uh, uh, what's it, sweet tobacco, uh, uh, that sweet bay rum. Uh, that uh, I love the smell of that shit. That makes my toes curl. Um, if I could, like, somehow transfer that into a beer, like, woo. Okay. Anyways, Sean's going to hit you with the promo code on how you can save 20% the pixelated paranormal way. Those flavors that Preston was talking about are beard balms and beard oils. You can use promo code PXLPARA. That's our very own unique code for pixelated paranormal. And you can get 20% off your entire order mm-hmm. on his website. That's beard balms. That's beard combs. That's beard oils. That's uh, potentially soaps, too. Yeah. I think. Anything I beard related. There, we're going to hook you up with the big yeah. 20% off. And listen, if mm-hmm. you want to join 
the Richard DeRome Tinfoil Hat Ponytail Wearing Society, and want to go down the rabbit holes of the paranormal, the strange, the unusual, check us out on YouTube. Check this video out, which potentially will be on YouTube. You will get the raw, unfiltered mm-hmm. cuts of the show. Uh, because we don't have time to edit it, because I'm just a minute we're done, we're just going to post it right the fuck up. So you're going to get us in the raw and the buff and the nude. Um, and then, wait, I'm wearing pants. Well, maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> I got the power of the yoni out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the whale test yeah. beer. And uh, you know what? Check out Sports Cars Unleashed. It's the one podcast Uh sean says he would listen to but never has but it's from our buddy rich and we like to support that shit so yeah we do it's my favorite uh race car podcast ever (laughs) Mm -hmm. check out uh, mark solo cast pixelated sausage check out his youtube channel attack 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 the backlog where he plays a bunch of old video games and does some reviews and whatnot from that and then, uh, especially because we're doing a beard-related episode, a beer-related episode, check out the Maniverse podcast. They talk about a lot of different beers. They do beard um, reviews, beard sampling. I keep saying beard. I'm just so excited for this weekend. <laughs> and uh, speaking of that, check us out. If you're in the Omaha area, you still have time. Come out to the Rock Your Beard Off beard mustache competition out there with the Omaha Facial Hair Society. We can't wait to see everybody out there. We're going to be out there with Big Dobbs, of course, um, with the Omaha Facial Hair Society. We're going to be out there with uh, Rob Bones, with Micah, all the guys at the Beard Society, uh, Gunslinger Soap, and um, tons of other people, man. So we can't wait to be out there just kind of chatting and meeting and greeting, shaking hands, kissing babies. Yeah. All that good stuff. And uh, also, yeah, I have a little top secret project we're going to be working on up there with uh, Big Dobbs and some of the other folks up in that area. So we can't wait to uh, get more about that after Mm -hmm. the fact. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, cool. All right. Well, check out our friends over Colorado Fear and Fame, some true crime podcast action. Uh, Anybody else we're forgetting? No, that's it. Keen. Okay. Well, thanks uh, for joining us, guys. And we will catch you guys next time around. Peace. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.